I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for being here this week. As always, I appreciate your attention and your time and your listening and your follows and all of that good stuff. Today, we're talking about the joy of not knowing. That's right. The joy of not knowing. We don't need to know all the answers to all of our questions. I was wistfully thinking the other day about how nice it was back in my my fellow Gen X listeners. I'm I'm at the tail end of Gen X, but I identify with Gen X. I like my Gen X people. Gen X will remember this. Do you remember a time back where you just didn't know the answer to something and you had to be okay with it? It was almost this freeing kind of... (laughs) It it was so nice to just not know. And we're, we're living now in a place where we're inundated with information. We're inundated with facts. Everybody's got a fact. Everybody wants to tell you what they know. And they can find the study or statistic that shows it. But without context, the facts are irrelevant. And I'd argue that we're we're sacrificing wisdom and intelligence for the, the idea of just knowing facts that anybody can find when they Google something. And I would argue that the need for reasoning, logic, understanding context, being able to think is far more important as we move forward in the society than it is to just know facts. Because anybody can get facts anywhere. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about how knowing everything, like we do today, having information at our fingertips, is actually driving more anxiety. Um, It lessens our curiosity. It impacts our ability to be leaders. I'll talk about workplace impact. And then maybe at the end of this, if I remember and if I have time, um, and I'm so inclined... I'll give you some some tidbits maybe that can help us get thinking about um, how to think, thinking about how to think rather than uh, just knowing facts. So um, like I said, I think my Gen, Xer, Gen Xers will appreciate this and older. There was that time where, you know, you think of something and, and you would just never know it. And the only way you had to take a trip to the library, go through the Dewey Decimal System to find some kind of book or an atlas or an encyclopedia to find it out. You actually had to do research. And most of the time, you're like, I just don't care enough to do that. And so it just went away. And that was nice. It was nice. You could focus on more things, more pertinent things, more impressive things, more relationship things. And you just, you didn't know when your friends were going to show up. You didn't know when, uh, you know, your parents were going to pick you up from the movie theater or anything else. You could talk about it in general uh, in, in general context. But we, you know, there was a mystery to it. And there was, there was a lot of fun to that. Um now, granted, having information on our fingertips has its benefits. I will say that. But um, I, I would say we, we have this fake knowledge now of knowing facts. And you could find any fact online. Any fact that you want to find, you can find it. And there's true facts and there's fake facts and there's half true facts. And there are, tr- there are facts that are only facts when included with the proper context. And <laughs> so, so facts, the idea of a fact is, is almost subjective. At this point. And so knowing facts, and, and you see this a lot in the coaching industry, um, people who 
try to present themselves as experts. Everybody wants to be an expert. Okay, we get this. We, everybody wants to be an expert. Everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to be intelligent and seen as such. And that's great. So they spit out knowledge to almost present themselves in this way that they are intelligent. But without context and understanding the context or making it real for people to know how to implement these facts, it's almost irrelevant. The facts are pointless because it doesn't change behavior or it doesn't drive home the message you're trying to drive home. It just, you know, it's this false supporting of some BS statement so that we can present ourselves as experts in some particular type of way. And especially on, you know, you see this on TikTok all the time. I love the psychologists who come out, the psychiatrists and the neuroscientists who say, that's not what that means, right? To to correct all these people or just say, the hippocampus does this and you, you that means you're going to do this. And um, it's such a misinterpretation of, of knowledge um, to the point where it's damaging and it, it makes people change behavior in a very negative way. And, and you look ridiculous. I want you to know you look ridiculous. <laughs> Um, there is, ironically, I think, the more knowledge we have, the more anxiety we have. Um, ignorance is bliss. I do believe that. To a certain extent, there is uh, a certain bliss of ignorance. It's why when people turn off social media, it's a, a cathartic experience. It's why when people turn off the news, it's cathartic. Not knowing what's going on and not being a hermit. I'm not talking about being a hermit, but there's, there's a scale of knowledge and information. We're being inundated with constant ads and information and facts on on why you need this medication that you didn't even know you needed. And uh, let me come in with this article on why you're doing things wrong. You're shoveling your driveway wrong. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? This is ridiculous. So, so the more facts we're given, uh, I would say it is impacting us in a very negative way. Um, even right on down to the weather. Do we need to know that a storm's coming in a week? When you, you know, storms say it ruins your week, right? Well, it's going to, you know, nice day today. Yeah, but it's going to rain this weekend, right? It, we can't enjoy the moment we're in because we have so much knowledge as to what's coming down the pike that, that we actually can't be present and we can't enjoy the people that are around us. And it drives this, this type of anxiety. And at the same time, it lessens our curiosity. And we need a sense, you know, I've said this before multiple times. The reason kids are happy is because they're learning. They have this sense of wonder. There are things that are new to them. When we have all these facts, we lose that sense of wonder. We have to have the facts. We have to have the answers. We have to do all this stuff. It drives more anxiety and we care less. We're less curious. The last time you got really lost in something, it's probably because you were curious about it and learning and you wanted to know a new answer. And that's why we read things and that's why we get into things. And that's why we, you know, I, I speak to so many Gen Z people and say, well, what are you reading right now? They're like, oh, I, I don't read books. I don't read books because they have all the facts that they need at their fingertips. And what they're sacrificing, and this isn't a Gen Z, this is an everybody challenge. Okay, I'm not, I'm not bashing Gen Z. Um, they don't have to read, right? Because they have all their information. There is a benefit to learning and reading and being curious. And that's you're developing the capacity to think. And that's what's so important. We have to develop a capacity for reason. We have to develop a capacity for logic. We can't just repeat facts. Uh, you see this very much in politics, right? Let me tell you why this is so important and why you're wrong. Facts are all about giving somebody... Uh, I, I bucket facts into this category of just giving advice. And... For coaches to be good, again, I'm going back to my coaching, we never give advice. 
Good coaches never give advice because advice is just an exercise of feeling superior to somebody else. Telling facts is just this false sense of superiority that we wish to have. And it's trying to mask our own insecurities and our ability to ask questions. We don't want to be known as someone who doesn't know. But yet, ironically, the most secure people we know and the most effective leaders we know are those very people who could say, I don't know the answer to that. Tell me more. Ask me, you know, can I ask more questions? This is really good. Let's get curious. Let's dig more. Let's learn about the logic, the reasoning, the interpretation of this. What can we deduce from all of these facts that we find? And how do we make that relevant today? The ability to do, you know, do that cognitive exercise, to do that thinking, that's what we need to really embrace and drive and, and really look for. And we can only do that when we don't know. We only have that, that desire to do that when we don't know the facts. We don't know the answers. We don't stop at just knowing this ridiculous fact here. And we say, all right, well, we did our job. We just told everyone how smart we were, and then we can move on. We need to deduce and make things real. Things evolve over time. Facts change over time. Facts change with context. Right? You can make the same statement in two separate places. One time it's true, another time it's not. And depending on interpretation, that's one of those big muscles that we really have to learn and drive. And, and if we want to bring this to the workplace, uh, that's going to separate the, the adults from the children. Your ability to deduce, that's how you bring value. Right? I, I've gone through this exercise at a few places, um, depending on the size of your company, right? But I was working at a company or working with a company, had about a thousand employees. I said, if you wanted to get rid of everyone, 200 employees, what would they be doing? And they know that they could survive with, you know, one fifth of their employees. They'd be thinking very differently, be doing very different type of work, much more cognitive. And they know those 200 people they would keep, those people who could think right? That's going to be, we're, we're not moving to a knowledge economy, right? Or maybe that's what we've got. We've got a knowledge economy. A knowledge economy is irrelevant, right? We need a thinking economy. That's very, very different, right? You have all the information you could want at your finger fingertips, but what makes you uniquely human is the ability to deduce and think and interpret, right? AI is going to blow you out of the water just pulling facts. It's got mountains amount of facts and can make decisions and do all of these things very quickly based on fact and trends and everything else. But to be uniquely human is to think and to be cognitive. And that comes from not knowing. That's where we need to focus. That's learning mindset. That's asking really good questions. When we think about our best leaders and the most productive individuals, the people who are creating new things, the people who are bringing value to work, the people who are uh, creating new processes, and those are the thinkers. They're not just repeating the way we've always done things. They're not repeating, well, this is how it works. This is fact. They can interpret, deduce, question, ask really good questions, and be really, really curious. If you've worked with me, you know, I always talk about the, the question. Does anybody know what a real question is? And most people don't know what a real question is. A question is a request for information where you legitimately do not know the answer and you want the answer. Very, very important to make that distinction of I'm really curious. Otherwise, it's just a judgmental statement. And when we're trying to mask anxiety, when we're trying to spit facts, when we're trying to just tell people why they're wrong, why we're trying to tell people uh, advice, and say, this is what you should do, and I think you should do that, and this is blah, 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 blah. 
it's our own insecurity. It's, it's trying to feel superior over other people. Everybody sat in a meeting where somebody asked someone for feedback. They're very quick to say, well, we can't do it because of X. And we can't do it because of Y. Right? That's their own insecurity. They never go first to, well, it's possible, but... Right? They, they're never open to that. That's a stressor. They're insecure. It's the first thing that you notice about ineffective leadership is they always tell you why something can't be done. And so not knowing um, is a blessing. It's a blessing. I don't fully appreciate I, I didn't really fully appreciate the blessing until recently. And the more I've been talking about it with people, you know, I don't watch television. Well, I do a little bit, but not, you know, in, in the other way. Um, it's nice to not know what's going on in general, you know, as a matter, I'm still engaged in my community. I've got my people, I've got my clients, I've got my family. You know, I'm not a hermit, but I don't need to know everything. Although I do love spitting facts. I do love the random facts. Everybody does. But the reason we love the random facts is because we've learned something, right? We say, oh, that's shocking. I wouldn't have thought of that. And oh, that's very interesting. It's a curiosity thing. And we, we tap into our learning and that's why we like to do it. So um, a few episodes ago, I would encourage you to do the believability episode. Listen to the believability episode if you haven't done it. That one resonated with a lot of people because that's a differentiator in the workplace as well. And that comes from not knowing believability. There's an authenticity to believability. In order to be believable, you have to build this capacity to be believable. It's not just enough to be authentic. It's not just enough to know things and how things work. We have to be believable, and we become believable by, by connecting with other people and asking really, really good questions. And then that gives us some credibility. It brings authenticity to say, oh, I don't know everything, but I can deduce and bring more value to the fact that you actually know. That's real value, and that's something that we should focus on. So what are the solutions? How do we do this? How do we become a person who knows but doesn't know? A person who is valuable not knowing everything, but can ask really, really good questions. And that's, you know, it's odd. We, we want to be curious. We want to know. Facts are fun. All right? I love spitting facts. I love it. Um, I should have prepared some random facts, right? But I'm not. Uh, I, I didn't do that for this episode, so I'm sorry. But the first one, the way to start is, you know, we have to learn to become philosophical. That's the first. And we have to, to work on our questions, and so I'd ask, you know, what's the most interesting question you could come up with? And I'm not talking about, you know, does a straw have one or two holes? Um, although those are fun little conversations to have with your people. But what are really, really good questions you could ask yourself about anything that's going on in your world where you legitimately don't know the answer and you want to know the answer? And if there's nothing that you want to know the answer to, we have a lot of thinking to do, right? Asking why. Why do we do the things we do? That's part of self-discovery. It's part of personal development. It's part of everything. And that's ultimately the meaning of life. The aim of life is self-development. Uh, who said that? The aim of life is self-development. Dorian Gray. Oscar Wilde said that. Oscar Wilde said I think he did. The aim of life is self-development. Um, but, but how do we exercise reasoning and logic, uh, our belief system, pure curiosity just for the purpose of being curious? That is how we become a, a, a proponent of not knowing, not to just get to the end answer, because there are no end answers, right? But how do we continue to exercise this muscle of being curious and asking questions? That's we don't want to be the one who just knows all the answers. That's boring. 
It's so boring. Life gets so incredibly boring when you have all the answers. So let's go find something to be curious about. That's my advice for the weekend. <laughs> my advice. I always give advice. Um, which is the opposite of what you actually want to do. But that's my thing. When I go for a run, it's always asking questions. My reasoning, my deducing. Why do I think this? Well, if I think this, well, what does that mean for this? And if I think that, well, what does that mean for this? And what do I believe? And all of these questions. It's, it's a very heavy exercise. It's a very difficult one. Uh, but it's, a, it's an awesome one. It makes life so, so interesting to not know. So let's get a little exciting. Let's get a little crazy. Let's not know something this week and get a little curious. That's it's just tons of fun. So have a good week. I hope it was helpful. It's, it's my wistful kind of going back to the, um, I mean, I guess it was late 80s when I was just kind of running around with people and um, just not knowing anything. Like mid, mid 80s, late 80s, just run around, doesn't matter, don't know anything. Um, but you had a lot of fun. And part of it was immaturity because you're a kid, right? Um, but also it's there's, there's some credibility to it. So have a great week. Enjoy. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for your time. And uh, with that, I'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. 